Gonzaga Nation Media Network with some interesting news. Probably seen it, probably read about it by now online. It's Andrew Nemhart declaring for the NBA draft. Just wanted to kind of touch up on what this means, what the uh, process is for him now. Is it similar to Drew Timmy and Julian Strother, who we've gone uh, through and already talked about their situations, their decisions, their reasoning, uh, as well as some of their deadlines. Um, it's completely different for Andrew Nemhart in regards uh, to coming back to school. He is no longer, uh, as long as his paperwork has been filed with the NBA, um, he has not. He does not have the ability, the opportunity to come back to school because he has already declared for the NBA draft two other times in 2019 as well as 2020 uh, when he was at Florida after his freshman and sophomore year. So once you uh, declare for a third time, uh, as long as your paperwork is in, that's it in regards to college eligibility. And I honestly think that's something that um, you know Coach Few and the staff had been planning and prepping for, uh, understanding and knowing that he was not going to be coming back. I mean, if you look at how the roster was built over the last couple of years, um, you know, uh, the ability to hand the reins to Nolan Hickman, I think is, uh, is definitely there. And I think Nolan Hickman's going to run with it and do a tremendous job. But when you look at everything, um, in regards to Nemhart making his decision. I don't think it's a surprise. I think it's the right decision. Uh, As a Gonzaga fan, as a former player, would I have loved to see him come back? Yes. Um, Do I think he would have improved his eyes, his stock in the eyes of NBA front office evaluators? No. Um, He's a known commodity. He's been a known commodity uh, ever since he was in high school. Um, You know, he's a Canadian who played for Montverde Academy. So he's played against the highest and the best level of competition for years. He's competed for Canada in FIBA competitions throughout the world. And he's won uh, in many of those tournaments. Uh, He's played in the SEC where he averaged uh, over double figures his first two years at Florida, at Gonzaga. Obviously, he was instrumental to... Uh, Gonzaga making it to the title game a season ago and then this year being ranked number one in the country most of the season but um, he's a known commodity NBA front office evaluators know what they're going to get um, and I think he's got a bright future at the at the next level I do think he's going to play in the NBA I don't think he is going to get drafted unless he has a tremendous um, pre-draft combine and workouts Um, when you look through multiple uh, mock drafts and and there's a hundred of them out there now Um, but with the ones that I've looked through uh, I haven't seen him on any first round draft boards Uh, I haven't even seen him on any second round draft boards now he was on some second round draft boards uh, at different points throughout this season Um, but I I think in his case um, because of how the NBA drafts on potential and what a player could be I think this is negatively impacting him in regards to possibly getting drafted but I don't think it's going to impact him in regards to carving out a a career at the professional level um, because all of his attributes as a player correlate to winning and I think a lot of his core uh, attributes as a player correlate to having a long career Um, he showed he was extremely durable um, especially throughout the second half of the Gonzaga season um, there were nights where he was playing 40 minutes a game and he was, you know, 
the primary ball handler where he was making decisions with the ball in his hands constantly. So he's durable. He's he's reliable. Uh, I think um, teams know if they bring him in for a summer league opportunity or a training camp invite, they, they have a good idea of, of what he is, who he is, and what he can bring to the team. I think for him, again, because I don't think he's going to be drafted, it's a matter of finding that right fit for summer league and then a training camp invite or uh, a two-way contract, which is where a lot of uh, guys who don't get drafted go. But when you look at um, the positives for Nemhart in the eyes of an NBA evaluator, um, he, he's unbelievable at running a team. He he gets the game at the pace that his team wants. And for Gonzaga, that was an up-and-down game. He was terrific at pushing the pace, um, but he was also really good when necessary of being a calming influence and getting in them them into half-court sets and, and really dictating uh, the game to be played on his terms. I think he's a tremendous passer, in particular in uh, – a couple of different scenarios. One in transition where he's a willing throw-ahead passer, which I think is overlooked by so many players these days, how important it is. But also in pick and rolls, he's a great passer. Um, you know, defensively, I think he's really good. And a lot of that is due to his size. I mean, some some uh, some websites have him listed at 6'5". Not sure if he is 6'5", although I know he is a big guard. Um, and that's definitely going to help him at the next level uh, to be able to, you know, play different defensive schemes where they where they're switching or trapping. Um, so I think his defense is definitely a positive in evaluators' eyes. Again, I think he's really good in the pick and roll. Um, and and if you watch the NBA now, uh, it is constantly spacing the floor, finding a pick and roll matchup that you want to attack and exploit, and going to it time and time again. And I think with his uh, ability to, to make the correct reads and make the correct passes and plays and pick and rolls. I think that's a huge uh, positive for him. I think when you look at negatives, the first one and, and the one that he has no control over is going to be his age. Uh, it just it is what it is. Uh, in the NBA nowadays, if you're 22 um, and you're in the NBA draft, um, they look at that as, okay, well, why are you in the draft now? Why weren't you in there now or earlier? And so unfortunately, a lot of times it's looked at as a negative, but um, in all actuality, all players learn and grow and develop at their own pace. Um, And and I I think this is a negative that gets far too much focused by evaluators um, with players. And and I unfortunately think this is going to go against Nemhart in this situation. The other negative that uh, I think is going to be perceived about him is his ability to create his own shot. Um, we really didn't have a chance to see him do it much at Gonzaga over the last couple of years. And much of that is due to the fact that Gonzaga, the way they play, and the fact that he really wasn't asked to do that because he was more of a facilitator, because he was more of a pick-and-roll player, um, you didn't really get a chance to see it. So I think it's going to be interesting to see and watch him um, if he does play in Chicago at the Combine um, to see if that's something that he focuses on and, and tries to show that he's able to do that. Um, it, you know, and, and some people might say shooting ability. Um, you know, I, I think he's a, a a good shooter. I don't think he is a 
consistent NBA three-point shooter at this time. And I know I said this a lot about Gonzaga's team throughout this season. They didn't have a drop-dead, knockdown three-point shooter uh, like they had a couple seasons ago in Corey Kispert. And that was not a knock on Julian Strother, Nemhart, any of the guys this year. They are all they are all very good shooters. But as far as being an NBA level knockdown three point shooter, uh, there was not one on the roster this year. Um, so I, I think you know some people might look at that as an evaluator at the next level and and say that's a negative. Um, I, I think you know in time he can and will become. Uh, a a serviceable or a good shooter at the NBA level, but um, you know it's something that he didn't have to show too much at Gonzaga. And so the next part is, where does this leave Gonzaga? And obviously, many fans are going to be disappointed. Um, I, I think if you looked closely at, at the roster and the breakdown of, of different players and and things, you knew or you felt that. Nemhart was going to be gone. I mean, he's a four-year starter at the college level. I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, the amount of games that he was a part of wins at Gonzaga in two years, it's pretty dang impressive. Um, but I, I think it really shows you that the torch is being passed to Nolan Hickman. And, you know, I think, as I've said many times before on some of our other shows, I, I think Nick, Nolan Hickman is the next truly great point guard uh, at Gonzaga. I I think his creativity... His um, with with his ball handling, his creativity with his passing and transition in pick and roll situations is, is going to be able to shine through a season from now. I think he he's a good shooter and he'll have a chance to prove it out that he's can be a great shooter. Um, but I think uh, Gonzaga is in good hands with with Hickman at the point. I do think Gonzaga will be active in the transfer portal to find another point guard. Um, and it might be a combo combo guard, such as uh, like a Rajir Bolton. And who knows, Rajir Bolton may come back. We don't know yet. Um, that That's to be determined. But uh, I think Gonzaga is going to look for a combo or a point guard who can kind of really alleviate some of the pressure from Nolan Hickman. And the reason I say that, and this is nothing against Nolan Hickman. Again, I've said I think he's the, the next great point guard of this program. Uh, when you look at Gonzaga's best teams, best teams, they have always played two point guards at a time, two ball handlers, two decision makers. Um, he looked just at a couple examples, Matt Santangelo and Quentin Hall, myself and Blake Stepp, Josh Perkins, Nigel Williams-Goss, uh, Jalen Suggs, and Andrew Nemhart. Uh, Coach Few always wants to have multiple ball handler decision makers on, on the floor at all times. And it doesn't take away anything from, um, you know, a certain guy being the quote primary ball handler or being called the point guard. It just, you know, you have the ability on the second side of the floor now to have a, a great decision maker, a point guard type player um, making a play after the defense has had to sh- make one or two adjustments or shifts. So um, I think that's something to, to keep an eye out for Gonzaga, at least in the transfer portal um, in regards to, to filling up more roster spaces. But at the end of the day, uh, congratulations to Andrew Nemhart on a great career at the college level, two years at Florida before two great years uh, at Gonzaga. Uh, I think he's going to find a way to carve out a nice NBA career. So for Gonzaga Nation Media Network, I'm your host, Dan Dicko. Question of the day comes from Dick Weiss on Facebook. He asks, 
what is Julian Strother's NBA draft potential? That's uh, funny um, that that is the question for the day as um, just earlier today before I recorded this uh, a few hours ago, Julian Strother decided to declare for the NBA draft. My understanding and the way I've read his announcement is he is going to take a similar path as Drew Timmy is declare for the NBA draft. Uh, If he does sign with an agent, it would be an NBA and NCAA certified agent allowing him the ability to come back to school, which I fully anticipated. I expected that to be the case. I I think for a player like Strother, who has definite NBA potential, that is the right way to go about it. Get all the information you can gather um, and then make a decision that makes sense for yourself and your family. And then um, make the decision based on that information and where you may fall in the draft. I have not seen him um, on too many draft boards since kind of about three quarters of the way through the season. Um, now that being said, I haven't looked in the last week, week and a half or so ago. I do plan on a podcast episode in the near future where I kind of look through all the mock drafts and kind of composite out where, um, Gonzaga players may end up. Um, but at this moment in time, he's not on a draft board. I think he has a ton of potential in NBA evaluators in front office eyes because of his size, his ability to shoot it, his ability to score. He became a better defender as the season went on. He's a good rebounder for his position. Um, but I think one more year at Gonzaga where he truly handles uh, a lot of responsibility as a scorer, as a primary scorer, and a playmaker at times doesn't mean he has to average three assists a game, but he just has to make the correct plays. I think he proves those things. Uh, in addition to showing what he did this year, uh, I think he's a definite first round pick a season from now.